Hello and welcome to Unoriginals, a journey through the Disney Channel Original Movies podcast. And my name is Zach. My name is David. And today we watched a little movie oh, called Miracle in Lane we 2, sure starring did. Frankie Muniz. And what a film uh-huh. it was. Freeman, do you have any opening thoughts you want to share on this film? This film's actually pretty good. I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was pretty alright. I... I think this might be our first film where we have a major really okay disagreement on okay. how good or bad it is. Because I don't think oh, either absolutely of us think, think it's a masterpiece. Absolutely, either I think it's Johnny Tsunami. Um, but I think I think this might be like a two or three okay. point difference between us. I'm interested to see where we'll go with this. Because um, you, oh, you, sure. you liked it a lot more than I did, clearly from mm-hmm. the watching. But we will get there. Um, I, you know what, let's get right into the synopsis, Freeman. I, um, think that we better share before we forget. Sorry about that, we had to take a short break, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to remind Freeman of my question here, which is, Freeman, before we forget this movie entirely, why don't you share with me? The plot. Well, why don't we talk about the plot, Freeman? Yeah. Sure. Um, so this movie follows the story of Justin Yoder, who is an actual kid. Um, he has yeah. spina bifida and hydrocephalus. I, I think right, yeah. I, I know think... spina bifida is right. It, right. it basically means that his... Um, yeah, go ahead. So he's... He his spine is like malformed, and he has fluid in his brain that if it doesn't drain out, he yep. will die. Pretty much, roughly. Um, he uses a wheelchair. His legs don't work. Um, and he has an older brother, Seth, who is like stereotypical <laughs> is, uh, high school athlete, LeBron very good at sports. James, um. Mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson, I, I don't know that many sports people I realized as soon as I started this. Shaquille O'Neal, well, that's Shaquille two O'Neal. Base, basketball people. One baseball person, someone who's good at soccer. I was going to say baseball. Yeah. Uh, Drew Brees. Yeah, he's everyone. David Beckham. Is Beckham even good at soccer? I, I don't know. I know. All I know is that you bend it like, it like him. That doesn't seem like a good thing to be doing. I mean, I feel like it is, because it's going to bend it around like okay, goalie no. in order to get it at the goalpost. Anyways, point is, um, this sports movie is actually sure about is. soapbox racing. Well, I mean, um, it isn't for like so 45 Justin, minutes, but... Yeah, we yeah. You, have to, you have to take some time to get there, but, you know. So Justin tries to go up for Summer League Baseball, um, accidentally throws up on the head coach while trying to make his case, because of... I think yeah, they're his ba- disabilities. Yeah, yeah, his disabilities because he basically basically spinodifida leads to like a pinched nerve, basically like your spinal column's kind of pinched. I might be entirely off base on this. This is the research that I did. This is also vaguely what I remember from learning about spinodifida earlier in my life. So sometimes he will lose bladder control, and he will also lose um, other functions that are like. Related to gag reflex, for example, so vomiting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he throws up on his head coach, assuming due to his disability. 
Um, but he continues What's to try and figure out does, other sports. Yeah. He tries chess. Chess is the next one that he goes to. Um, and the like uh, moderator, I guess, of the chess tournament that he goes to assumes that he's a 10-year-old rather than the 12, 13-year-old yeah, he is. And like the that. classes, like the, the age um, range is like... Yeah, and then... 7 to 11. And, and uh, if you... Yeah. Anyone who knows chess, I did chess briefly, knows that if you're from like if you're like twelve to fifteen, you are either a prodigy or one of those people like me who was just kind of into chess because you thought it was interesting and you thought you were smart and then you got your butt kicked by the people who were actually good at it. Um, mm-hmm. But it was mostly people like me who kind of knew what they were doing with chess, but not really. Whereas if you are in the seven to eleven range. You know what you're doing if you're there. Mm-hmm. So he gets... Yeah. But he assumes the opposite. So he loses. And gets gets entirely handed to him on a silver platter yeah, by a I small child. Yeah, I don't know child. what mate was done there, but I'm sure it was... Um, yeah. So, um... After he leaves that tournament, he's at the car show next door. By the way, that film ha- that scene has an error in it. Oh? Yeah. So, technically, the move that the other kid makes would not remove himself from check, so he could not make that move to checkmate. Hmm. Anyway. Continue. Anyways, after he loses at the chess tournament, he goes to the car show next door. You know, like you do. Yeah. I mean, um, why not? He has a big freaking trophy. Though. Yeah, or he sees his. What he really wants yeah. is to be like his brother. So he wants trophies. big, big shiny trophy. Big shiny trophy make person good. Yep. Um. He sees his neighbor Vic, who is like a really antisocial, grouchy neighbor. You know, stereotypical, normal neighbor stuff. Um, but with the heart of gold, you know, in the end. Yeah. Um, and he's there we with. We find out why he's grouchy later. Yeah, he's there with his really shiny, fancy red car, but he's not super personable, even though that's the coolest car there. Um, mm-hmm. but the winner is the one who collects the most money, as like far as donations, because I'm assuming this car show is for charity of some kind. It must be, and they also said that like one dollar is a vote. Right. So he's not really getting a whole lot of donations because he's not super personable. So Justin helps him win the car show in exchange for having the trophy. Because he's in a wheelchair, so people will donate to him. Mm-hmm. But Freeman, you forgot like three plot threads. I did? Yes. The one plot thread is that um, he is... So Justin is talking occasionally to God. Mm, true, yeah. Who is actually a NASCAR driver. Bobby Wade. Yes. Who is it based on Billy Wade and looks like uh, freaking uh, Rick Bobby mm-hmm. um, from Talladega Nights. And uh, God is... This is the most God-like religious um, Disney Channel movie we've oh, had so for sure. far. By a country mile. Because this movie loves God. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone like me who... Maybe this is suicide. Podcast suicide and been like... I I don't know. I'm not that into God. Especially not in my kids' movies. Yeah, it feels a little uh, weird to be this God-centric in a kids' movie. There's a lot of it in this film. Feels a little weird. A lot of it. Um, The other two plot threads are he has a headache. 
earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. And that's which is important. A sign of his headache... um, hydrocephalus not draining. Yes. Yeah, of his cerebral spinal fluid not draining. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't drain, it can basically drown his brain mm-hmm. and kill him. Mm-hmm. And the other one is that his brother's being a big jerk. Big stinky He's jerk, not man. Treating his brother like he normally does. Um, and he has said that he doesn't want his brother in any of his games because he kind of ruins everything for him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we also learn that he is maybe going to the doctor once every week, mm-hmm. which is important to bring up now because at the car show, Justin sees their doctor and asks how his brother is, and she says she hasn't seen him. Like general practitioner doctor, not yeah, 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 yeah general practitioner. And all of these plot threads come back to monumental importance of ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, Justin slash Vic wins the car show. So, uh, Vic tells him they're going to send the trophy in the mail after they engrave it with Justin's name on it. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple of days later, Vic drives by and asks Seth, the older brother of Justin's home, and he's told he isn't. Um, and Vic considers giving the box to Seth, but decides against it, drives away. And... Um, Literally right after that, Justin and his mom pull up, and Justin recognizes Vic's truck, asks if he had a box with him, and Seth is being stereotypical older brother and only saying yes or no to be a, dirt, to be a jerk. He's refusing to say if Vic was looking for him, mm-hmm. which he was. And um, Justin wheels off to Vic's house, and he tries like throwing some rocks at his door, small one, so he won't do any actual damage or anything, try and get his attention. Um, but he doesn't know where he is, so he reels around to the back of the house to the garage, where he sees the car stored in the garage. Um, and he sees a box high up on the shelf that says, like, metal parts on it, and he assumes that it's the trophy. Because he's a child, of course he's going to assume that's the trophy. Well, I want to talk about that scene. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and get to the culmination. Of Anyways, this. so he grabs, like, a broom or something and tries to knock the box down, which that would break the trophy um but instead of knocking the box down he knocks over the shelf that it's on onto the car and damages the car and everything and then also activates the lift that the car is on and causes it to careen into like a pile of garbage Mm -hmm. um he's 12 sure is this is like an eight-year-old kid move Mm -hmm. this is for a kid way younger than he's supposed to be um, so it doesn't make sense. Like, and also, right after that, we get another, um, we get a courtroom scene. We've had mm-hmm. one, we had one prior. We also, we get a lot of, like, fantasy scenes. Which I like. I think it's kind film. of fun. In it the has beginning a, of this film. It has a fun little, like, breakaway from it. But then, they, like David said, they just stop. Yep. The only fantasy scenes that continue on are him talking to God, the race car. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. The race car driver. Mm-hmm. Really weird. Really weird thing. Um, the even weirder thing is, yeah, that they just stop. Also, their choice of the scenes. So the first one is... About trying out for baseball. Um, no. I thought it was. The first one is the funeral, I believe. Right, the first, like, cutaway scene? 
Yeah. That's not family court, though. I, imagined... I thought you were talking about family court. No, I wasn't talking about family court. I was talking about his fantasies. Mm-hmm. In general. So the first one is like the funeral, where he imagines what people are going to say about him when he dies, and it's basically about how his wheelchair is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get a family court scene. About what it would... No, then we get the baseball scene. Where he is an outfielder in like a major league baseball game. Mm-hmm. And the baseball stops in midair so that he can wheel over and catch it. Then we get family court about trying out for baseball. Which is mom v. dad, and ultimately mom wins that he's allowed to try out for baseball. Mm -hmm. And then when he damages the car, he gets another family court scene of the law offices of mom and dad. Versus him. Him, yep. Um, And I think... Is that the last? I think that is the last fantasy scene we get. I think so. Uh, Besides the god the ones, god scenes. Yeah, I think that's the last one we get, and it's a weird one. Dan. Yeah, it's a little weird. I I wish that they continued those throughout the rest of the movie because I actually enjoy those. I thought they were a fun little like break to kind of see how he interprets these events through his eyes, being a literal twelve year old. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I liked it. I. I... I'll talk about those later. Okay. I have feelings on them. Um, so, anyways, they, they sentence him, if you want to use the terminology from the court scene. They sentence him to help Vic clean up the garage and, like, fix the car, etc. Um, so, he goes out to um, Vic's to help clean up. And uh, as Vic starts to get to know Justin, he starts like liking him, becomes more friendly, brings him a snack. And he's like, you know, for a kid in a wheelchair, I thought you'd be making up more excuses, but like, you're a really hard worker and like, you're doing a good job. Um, but hey, Freeman, mm-hmm. what's in the creepy shed that you neglect back oh, there? Oh, the creepy shed that we neglect back there that uh, we're definitely yeah. not allowed to go into because it's totally a murder yeah, yeah. shed because uh, that's what yeah, everyone yeah. would what's, assume. What's in there, Freeman? Well, I mean, am I allowed to go in there, Freeman? Well, you're definitely not allowed to go in there. Absolutely not. Oh. Um, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Don't go okay. in the shed because I okay, know that you're like super curious about this shed. And like, if I yeah. leave, you're definitely going to go in there. So I'm asking you not oh, to go see ya. Gotta no, go. Uh, slams I'm door. Go I'm going in that shed. I think. Yeah. So we just yeah. wipe out the window. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a bunch of trophies. And one of the plot threads of this film is I really want a trophy. So I'm going to go into this room to steal a trophy. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. No joke. That is his plan. Mm-hmm. It's theft. But what's in here? Oh my goodness, Freeman. What? An old school, an, an old timey film reel <gasps> projector. Whoa! Uh, soapbox car. No way. A bunch of trophies. Uh-huh. And pictures of a woman and a little girl. David, do you know how long I know that that's in there? How? Because I just walked in and saw you in my shed. Go home. But Freeman, I'm watching this film. Absolutely reel of not. How dare you? How dare but you? Freeman, will you teach me how to soapbox derby? Absolutely not. The okay, next I'll, I'll go home. day. Will you teach me how to soapbox derby? I guess. Yeah, yeah. Let me make you cookies. <laughs> will you teach Here's me some cookies from derby? my mom. I will. I will take you to a soapbox derby. Mm-hmm. Does that count? Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. So they go to, so they, go yeah, to the they go to this local soapbox derby, um, and like basically introduce him to it, and then there's the whole montage with um, 
and Frankie Muniz is mm-hmm. so tiny, he's the perfect soapbox racer. Yeah, actually, pretty much. Yeah. Um, that's, not, that's actually just kind of real. That's not even a joke. No. He is just a tiny person, or he was. Then um, Justin and his dad have a whole montage of building the um, race car. But, yeah, but the thing bit. about Justin is that he's paralyzed from the waist down. He can't use a foot brake like the traditional soapbox Oh, car. we're not even there yet, Freeman. Oh, you're right. You forgot, Freeman. Right, angst. Um, the anchor, no, no, the neighbor rolls by, Freeman. And he looks at their soapbox derby car. Oh, yeah, because he refused to help. And they're doing it wrong, mm-hmm. Freeman. Mm-hmm. So there's only one answer. Do it myself. He's gotta help! Mm-hmm. So he helps. Um, and then, Freeman... We get to dad's working on the stuff, but my son can't brake like a normal soapbox derby driver because mm-hmm. they use foot brakes. Hmm. However, will I solve this? Feet. And then so we'll uh, have to come up with something. And then uh, older, older son brother. comes in and says, "Hey, dad, big games tonight. You've missed all my games mm-hmm. because of the stupid soapbox derby. Mm-hmm. So you better come to my game tonight. Okay, son, I'll come to your game tonight. I'll be sure to do that." Mm-hmm. I am on my way to your game tonight, and I am getting in my car. And I, I left pull the, the parking, parking brake on. on, so I need to wait a Whoa. second. Parking brake! <laughs> my God, he can't brake with his feet, but he could brake with his hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And then he misses the baseball game. So. Yeah, so he misses the baseball game because he develops a parking brake. Mm-hmm. Which they then say is called the Justin Break, which is what it's actually called in real life. Mm-hmm. After this character, or this real person. Um, so he misses the game, and then Son is mad and waiting in the garage where the soapbox derby car is. Mm-hmm. And I expected him to be taking a sledgehammer. Yeah, I it. thought he was going to be breaking it, but I guess not. I thought he was going to be breaking it, and he was going to have to use the dead daughter right i expected that car. i expected something to happen to the car and then you'd have to use yes. the other one but that but didn't nothing happen happens to the car or that doesn't happen mm-hmm. to the car nothing of note happens to the car right which was a um, little surprising so, i figured they would pull that so dad decides to give his son an oldest son a pep talk freeman would you like to give me an example of this pep talk oh it's the worst pep talk ever um your son is special, more sp- your your, your brother's, brother's special, special, more special than you. I love your brother more than I love you because he's special. Um, sport. That's that's not quite right. No, but like that. It's clo- it's close. It's closer it's- to you're good at sports, mm-hmm. but your brother can't be good at sports. So I've decided since your brother can't be good at sports, I'm not going to be happy that you're good at sports until he can be good at sports mm-hmm. too. So I'm going to help um, him be good at the one sport that he could possibly do and not pay any attention to you. Yeah. To the detriment of everything else, mm-hmm. which is look, the brother is a jerk throughout this entire film mm-hmm. and we'll get there. Yeah. Um, in the next scene, but <laughs> literally the next scene, but that's also the worst pep talk talk ever. Because mm-hmm. he basically the dad's not doing him any him, favors. Well, I hate my brother. Um, I don't want him to come to any of my games anymore. He is a burden. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that scene. Pretty much. But then Freeman, they're gonna give a practice to their soapbox derby. Mm-hmm. So they roll him down a hill. Yeah, you know, like you do. And he's steering, and he's steering, but he's not steering well. Mm-mm. And then he crashes through a mailbox into a tree. Yep. 
It clearly damages the soapbox derby car, but that doesn't matter. But it's just fine. Next scene. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. He is also not well. So they figure out, Freeman, what's wrong with it. What's wrong with it, Freeman? What's wrong with it is that they figure out that the, the lines to the steering were swapped. So he was turning right to turn right, but he was actually turning left and vice versa. But, but not like Freeman. the car's way. But Freeman. Uh-huh. Someone was in the garage with the soapbox derby oh. car. Oh, you're right. And has motive. Oh. Oh, it was the brother. It so, totally so was. Let's go were, yell at so brother. So if you were Frankie Muniz's mm -hmm. character, mm -hmm. what would you do? I would go yell at the brother. Okay, he's with his two friends. Still going to yell at him. He's clearly his girlfriend. Okay, what do you what do you yell at him? Um, you messed with the steering on my car. I didn't mess with the steering on your yes, car. Yes, you did. Why Who would else would that? mess with the steering on my car? Also, you're depressed and you go know, to therapy I and I hate you. How dare you say that I go to therapy? <laughs> I'm going to hit you. You can't hit me. I'm disabled. I wish I could hit you. Yeah, there you go. The only reason I go to therapy is because of you. You suck. I hope you die. Yeah, and that, that's, that's it. That's the scene. That's the scene. <sighs> and it's like, everyone's bad here. <laughs> the brothers are worse. But, but geez, he is, like... they're both bad. Hey, Freeman. Mm -hmm. Why were the wires actually messed up? Because the dad just is stupid. Yeah, he put them in the wrong way. And that's fine. This is the first time he's building a soapbox yeah. derby car. It's understandable. Yeah, yeah. It's not the dad's fault. No. That his sons are at each other's throats. Mm -mm. I mean, it kind of is. Uh, mm. <laughs> yes and no. There, there is, there, it is very questionable throughout this entire film mm. if Frankie Muniz's character actually wants to do any of this because he likes it. Or because, or because he just he wants to be as good as his... under an extreme right. pressure to be as loved as his brother. Right. Because it is very clear in the beginning of the film when they drop this thread that he feels like he is not as they do not love him as much as they love his brother. Despite the fact that they make it clear many times they do. Mm -hmm. To the point where he says he has a headache and the entire family drops like everything. Our We're gonna start the grabs cardiac. like suitcase like prepacked suitcases for the hospital. Yeah. Yep. Like ready to go. And this whole time he's talking with God occasionally. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, God, do a miracle, make me walk, basically. Mm -hmm. And God's like, nope, I work in mysterious ways, mm -hmm. I have a plan. God. Sometimes you have to burn a couple marshmallows. Race car God. Race, race car God, yeah. Sometimes you have to burn a couple marshmallows on an engine block that's on fire. Yeah, you know, race car God, but not Lightning McQueen. Yeah. Not, not Lightning McQueen. But could you imagine... Oh, it'd be so much better. <laughs> if it was. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's race day. Mm -hmm. It's actually a bunch of race days. A whole lot of race days. Montage race day. And they're racing, and they're racing, and he's not doing so well, and then he starts doing way better, and then he starts winning. Mm -hmm. And then it's time for the final race for you. Whoa. But there's a problem. Oh, no. What's the problem? He has a big headache. Eh, he'll be fine. It's just a headache. It's not like it's well, anything but bad. The, the neighbor, he's clearly not well, Freeman. The neighbor asks if he's okay. Right, but you know, he's but like, all he ah, says he's, is trophy. Fine. I'm fine. All trophy. he says is trophy. Trophy, man. Trophy. Trophy. Trophy, trophy, trophy. trophy. And um, he crosses the finish line first, mm -hmm. but wipes out, which I guess disqualifies him. I guess, technically? He did technically win. But also then they said, like, oh, you know, you were in the lead for the first uh, 197 meters. Yeah, but he and it's like, no, you won. clearly crossed the finish line first. He clearly crossed the finish line first. Um, but anyway, clearly he is unwell. Mm -hmm. So he is rushed to the emergency room where his shunt in his brain 
where his like spinal cord has failed mm-hmm. and his brain has flooded, but he's going to be okay. But when everyone's away, Freeman, who does he get a visit from? He gets a visit from um oh god, what's his name? Uh Bobby Wade. The Bobby Wade. Bobby Wade, yes. The Bobby Wade. Not God this time. Um, for real. But who, he does think it's God at first. Yes, who um says let me uh by the way, A, you have um video game hookup in your TV in here. So we're gonna I'm gonna get you a racing game which you'll be in twelfth place in when you're playing. <laughs> And B, do you think... I'm going to... Let me pick up your bedpan real quick. Mm-hmm. How do you steer car? How do you steer car? How do you steer car good? And then he tells him how to steer car good. Mm-hmm. And then he takes and the bedpan says, with him. Yeah. Yes. And he leaves. Yes, for good luck. And no one believes him and that at, he came And at the visited. same time, the brother has gotten a phone call mm-hmm. from the Soapbox Derby Association that one of the people had to drop out I think the person he lost to technically yes. had to drop out, so he is now being invited to Soapbox Derby. And what does the brother do with this information? He tells no one. Uh-huh, because he's in Because ass. in the hospital, because in the hospital, I need to, you know, I'm not going to cut that. I'm just going to leave that in because it's accurate. Um, also, the parents come and visit him in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's up? And he's like, oh, um... Just talk to Bobby Wade, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Bobby Wade just visited me. Um, (laughs) Like, no, he didn't. By the way, we never find out how he got into the hotel room and knew anything. We presume it is because he knew Vic. Because Vic... He mentions Vic at some point. Bobby Wade does. And Vic has a poster... Of Bobby Wade. Of Bobby Wade. So presumably they Mm -hmm. know each other, but it's never... Never mentioned. mentioned. Never talked about. But presumably that's the connection as to how... Everything gets brought together there. Yeah. And the parents are like, okay, are you sure you're okay? Because there's absolutely no way that's true. Mm-hmm. So they come home. Hey, hey, older son. Um, anything happened while we were away? We were away? Nope, absolutely nothing. It's weird. There's a thing on the... Messages. Oh, don't check the messages. You don't need to do that. I'm going to hit play on it. Oh, uh, hello. This is an uh, important person from Soapbox. <laughs> and then he hits stop on mm-hmm. it. And he's like, oh, you know, they just called the check in and see we're okay. You don't need to listen to that. It's fine. <laughs> and he's like, we should really listen to it. Mm-hmm. So he tries to listen to it again, and the brother stops him. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we really. What, what the heck are you doing? Like, you don't need to listen to that. They, they want him to race. And then he storms upstairs. Mm-hmm. So dad follows him and says, what the heck, dude? And he says, what if he dies? That so came out of nowhere. He's not going to die. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely fine. This was a one-time thing. He talks with God all the time. He'll be fine. He talks with God all the time. He's <laughs> fine, yeah. Um... And yeah, that, so we're that, gonna go to the championships. Uh-huh, they go to the championships. So they go to the cha- they go to the championships. Mm-hmm. And apparently, um, Scully from Brooklyn Nine Nine yep, is the bad guy. Uh, is the bad guy, kind of. Um, he decides. Well, our biggest um, our biggest competitor, is the cripple, is the kid in the wheel. Which is li- his literal wording is the cripple. Yes, is the cripple is what he says. Um, this movie was made in two thousand. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'm going to go look at his race car, which we established earlier in the film is a big no-no. Mm-hmm. He looks at it. And he sees the handbrake. TM. So the we Justin then get a actually scene. Did it. I think you'll find the Justin break. Yes, you're right. We then get a scene of them in the hotel room. They are watching Ricky Bobby on the TV. It's not Ricky Bobby. Bobby. Wade. Ricky Bobby is Ricky down. Bobby Wade. Bobby Wade. Yeah. Bobby. It's Ricky Bobby who is actually Bobby Wade, mm-hmm. who is actually I believe Billy Wade is the real life. Sure, character. probably. Anyway, anyway, who is on the TV and is like. Well, you know, recently I learned some... I got some advice, and he pulls a frickin' bedpan out of his car. <laughs> the brother's watching the TV with him, and he's like, See, that's my bedpan. The brother's like, okay. Uh-huh, he's yeah, like, sure. And here's the advice, which is to hold the steering wheel like you're shaking hands with the car. And he's like, that was my advice. And the brother's like, yeah, he's uh-huh. Like, uh, yeah, okay. And he's like, uh, so... And actually, that kid has a... Uh, he's like, where do you hear that device? He's like, oh, I heard it from a kid I met in the hospital. His name is Justin- Johnny... His Johnny, name is Justin Yoder, uh, and he has a Justin, race today. I hope you have a Yoder. great race. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they get a knock at the door, and it's a race official. Mm-hmm. He's like, by the way, um, someone reported your car. It's illegal. Do you know that's illegal to have a handbrake in your car? You need to use foot brakes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? He doesn't. He can't move his feet. And they're like, well... Except for the various scenes in the film where we see him move his feet because he's not actually paralyzed anyways um they're Uh, like well i mean we guess we can have a tribunal about this so they go to the tent at the race at the raceway with the car and get ready the brother stays home Mm -hmm. because his tummy his his tummy's upset his his tummy's upset is what he says although we know the actual reason Mm -hmm. and um um, There's a whole conversation Justin about handbrakes versus. Well, footbrakes. I hope you're happy. You finally, get what you want. Uh-huh. I'm gonna fail, but I just wanted to be just like you want mm-hmm. for once. So they go to the this tribunal, and they're like, "Well, if we have to um, let your handbrake work, the thing that doesn't impact the race at, at all, because you don't brake until after the race." Uh, we'll have to let all sorts of things in. And also, it's not like it changes the weight of your cart because we weigh the carts every time and it's still under 200 pounds with the handbrake yep. included and everything. But, you know. Yep. Yep. So they're going to vote no. And then the brother comes in with the media and says, so you're really not going to let a disabled kid race. Literally, huh? like, as many reporters as he could possibly call yeah, in. And yeah. is like, so you're not going to let a disabled uh, kid race, are you? directly yeah. in front of all the cameras um, and we're spending like this is the longest synopsis we've ever mm-hmm. done as well so i want to get through it um the next step is that he wins the race mm-hmm. that's it <laughs> that's literally it uh nothing important happens in between no although something important very important does happen after. Oh yeah! After at the end, you so, know, we have our last talk with uh, Racer God, Bobby, Ricky, Bobby Wade. To race God, and he talk to Race God, and he's and like, he God, God oh, is heaven perfect when I get there? And and God yeah, says, is everyone is everyone perfect in heaven? <laughs> and Race God says, you want to see? <laughs> and he goes to a big door and he opens it up. And what's on the other side, Freeman? Everyone in wheelchairs in white robes with angel wings flying around with rainbows and clouds in the background. <laughs> yes, and they're all partially transparent and fading in and out. It's and so then, weird. for no reason, for no reason, Freeman, a, like, really tiny little girl mm-hmm. in a wheelchair mm-hmm. starts floating towards the camera. And here's the, the thing. Camera. 
here's the thing. It wouldn't be as weird if it was uh, Vic's little girl. It wouldn't no, be as no, weird because that would be that girl. would make sense. But no. Yeah, but this just little random little girl. And then it cuts to his face, smiling. In shock, roll credits, and he goes, "It's perfect." Roll credits. Roll credits. <sighs> and honestly, that ending <laughs> is worth the entire film because it's just so jarring. It's so weird. Because it makes look. There's nothing wrong with everyone in heaven being in wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. I want to be clear about that. Um, it, it's it's. There's nothing wrong with being in a wheelchair if that is what you must be to function in everyday society. Not wrong at all. Right? But that comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And the way it's shot and the effect so on weird. it is so jarring from the rest of the movie. Like, if... if- any of you decide that you want to watch this movie or don't want to watch this movie, that's fine. Anyone, I really want you to go onto Disney Plus, pull up this movie, and just watch the last like five minutes just to five see minutes, that. Yeah. Because it, yeah, it can't be described. It just is ridiculous. Yeah. Honestly, I would say watch the... In- I, so, do I think you should watch this film? No. No. But should you watch this film for the ending? Yes. Yes, because I do not 100%, think that ending is, yes. is as good as it was without the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into scoring. I'll wait until my to give my feelings on the film mm-hmm. fully um, until after we do your segment, which I know you're excited about. Oh, I'm about. very excited. Well, because there's, there's two people in this film that we know for certain who they are, uh-huh. which are Frankie Muniz, obviously. Right. He's pretty highly built. Malcolm in the Middle. I have to wonder if they did some of the stuff that they did because Malcolm in the Middle was starting around this time. I think that's why all of the like jump cuts to the fantasy stuff happens. Yeah. Even though I'm pretty sure Malcolm in the Middle didn't have a lot of that. No, but it feels very sitcommy. You know what I mean? It, it, that's what I was. Yeah, it feels very sitcommy. And also, the dad who's in it for like five minutes is not not Frankie Muniz's character's dad. Um, but the bad guy dad, villain dad, bad guy dad, um, who turns out not to be so bad at the end, mm-hmm. um, is Scully from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yep. And the only person I'm pretty sure in this film who still has a career. Yeah, I think so. Or at least any you sort of significant then, career. But David, now. wouldn't you like to find out? I would love. You'd to love find to out find out because the brother looks really familiar. He does. He, like he sure Disney does. We have. We have seen him. I'm going to leave him for last. Um, okay. Because of course I am. So Please. our first contestant on what else did they do this time is actually Tuck Watkins. Um, okay, that is um, Vic, right? No, that is um, Ricky Bobby. Uh, oh, that's Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Yes. So Tuck Watkins. Um, he has kind of like that very um, like eighties movie hero look to him. You know what I mean? I, I looked at his, yeah, I looked at what he looks like now or whatever he looks like on a Wikipedia profile mm-hmm. page because I was trying to find out if he was an actual race car driver. Mm-hmm. I didn't look at his filmography or read anything about it other than where it said actor and then I clicked away. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm totally blind on this, but he looks like a action hero car- guy, yeah. Well, despite that, he hasn't done a whole lot with that. Um, okay. Was he in 
The Office or okay. Parks and Recreation? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, look. Whichever one he's in, he's probably playing some southern hick character. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of what he has going in this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Parks and Rec. You are correct. He is in Parks and Rec. Yeah, there's no... There's no reason for me to have picked Parks and Rec over The Office. Right. I just think that Parks and Rec has more, like, backwoods hick characters right. than um, The Office does. Well, in Parks and Rec, he actually plays Pistol Pete, the uh, the basketball star that's okay. stuck there and is only used for, like, promotional stuff. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of funny. Okay. Um. After that, I- we have Roger Aaron Brown. Uh, okay. Roger Aaron Brown played Vic. Okay, he played mm-hmm. Vic. Um, Vic, uh, and I will say, all the acting in this movie, for the most part, we'll get to it, is pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Yeah. Now, was Roger Aaron Brown, um, was he in The Princess and the Frog? Or... Was he in The Road to El Dorado? Oh, no. Okay, well, here's... Okay. There's there's a little bit to break down here, Mm -hmm. okay? The first one being that Road to El Dorado doesn't have any African-American characters. It has... Mayan, uh, I think? Native Native characters. I think they're supposed to be Mayan, but the Mayan... Central American Native. Yeah, Central American um, Native group, uh, Indigenous group, or South American Indigenous group, depending on where Oro de El Dorado is actually. Right. The second thing is that he has a clear Southern twang to his speech. Mm-hmm. It's not strong, but you hear it in the way that he says like the end of some words. Which makes me say, so I, I'm sure it's a switcheroo when he's in Rotel Dorado, but I'm going to guess that he is in Princess and the Frog. You're right. He is actually um, in Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Um, Who does he play? I don't know. He's You don't know? He's just listed as voice, so I'm assuming he did like okay. some sort of like background vocals for the... He's just other Yeah, voices. he's just other voice. It, it doesn't have an like, actual character name associated with him. Okay. However, something that I did learn while trying to find out who he voiced in there, um, mm-hmm. did you know that Emerald Lagasse is in Princess and the Frog? Bam! Yeah! No, I didn't. Yeah. Is Emerald Lagasse cancelled? Or is he okay? I don't know. Huh. He just disappeared off the face of the earth. You know, he one he one second he's here, then bam, he's gone. You know, like. Well, that's why that's why I always that's why I only bought spice weasels. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, from Futurama, I can't remember the name. I can't remember either, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you take your spice weasel and bam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last but certainly not okay. least, we okay, have Patrick Levis or Levi's. I'm not sure. Um, and he played Seth. So, he you're correct. He has been in a Disney Channel original movie before. Yes. Now, the real question is which one? And I'm not going to give you any options, but it is one we have seen. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. 
Because uh, if I give you options, you're going to pick the right one. I know you. Is he the main character in it? No. No. He is in Can of Worms. He's not. He's, He's not in Can of Worms. No? I'll give you one more guess. Can I try again yeah, on this I'll give you one more. Actually, I'll give you three guesses. To, you get two more tries. I need to look at our list of films that we've watched. That's not cheating. No, that's, that's not cheating. That's fair. reminding myself of films we've seen. Yeah, that's fair. You get two more tries. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you all the things he's not in. Mm-hmm. Not in Rip Girls. No. Not in Alley Cats. Right. You don't need to confirm or deny these, but... Not in Color of Friendship. Not enough Up and Away. I know he's not in Horse Sense, because that's two brothers. <laughs> he's not in Don't Look Under the Bed, because that's a young... Wait. Is there a middle brother in that? I'll come back to it. He's not in Johnny Tsunami. Uh-huh. He's not in Genius. He's not in Xenon. He's not in Halloween Town. He's not in New Lucky Dog. Is he in Don't Look Under the Bed? Nope. You have one more guess. So this is hard. Uh-huh. This is really hard. It is. Because there's a few options here for my... Here Here are the things that I'm split between. Mm-hmm. He is an under wraps. Mm-hmm. He is the friend in Brink, but I'm pretty sure he's not. I think I can discount that one. He is in the 13th year as the main character, but I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Or he's the main character in Smart House. Mm-hmm. Is he the main character in Under Wraps? He sure isn't, David. What is he? He's in Brink. He's the friend in Brink. He's the friend in Brink. He is Peter. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't think that he was. I just didn't think it could be. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was the kid from um one of the other films we watched that was him. You, if that makes I, sense. Yeah, I definitely could see how he could be in um, Smart House, because he kind of looks like he's aged up enough from there. You know what I mean? Well, that's why I picked Under Wraps. Right. But I guess he would have had to be... I guess Under Wraps doesn't work timeline-wise. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it. And actually, I thought that um, the kid from... Yeah, never mind. I, I don't know. It's weird. I think the kid from... I thought of the kid from Don't Look Under the... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the one in the yellow shirt. Freeman I just sent, sent you a picture. Freeman just sent me a picture, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is him. Mm-hmm. That is the same face. Did you make that? No, I wish I did. Because <laughs> it just says ska music play. <laughs> it, sounds, it looks <laughs> like something I would make. It really does, but no. Which is an apt description of brain. <laughs> But yeah, like, it's just three people standing there with helmets and pads on, and just says ska music playing. Just That's in it. Le- yeah. In yellow letters that clash uh-huh. with the rest of the screen, it just says ska music playing. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out why it says that. Well, because ska music was presumably well, playing I mean, at the yes, time. But I can't figure out why that's a <laughs> subtitle. It's like the jazz music stops meme, but it's ska music plays. Oh man, I'm just I just oh, Google search Brink and you just get so many really good stills. I'm gonna send you one more. Uh, this one's really oh, good. No. I like that one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That is good. 
if you if you want to um if you want to see these mm-hmm. uh I, I I'll make Freeman post yeah them I'll I'll put them on Twitter as soon as, as soon as this recording is done I will so look for them on December seventh which is when we're recording mm-hmm. these, so I'll date it a little bit but December seventh take a look at that um on our Twitter I'll, I'll probably make a uh, meme we'll out of it end, don't worry at yeah look look for December seventh at Unoriginals cast mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, you'll see whatever memes Freeman decides to I'm make. I'm sure there'll be these. something terrible. Uh, you don't need to make a meme out of ska music playing, though. That's oh, no, that one's meme. already great. It's it. I, I have an idea. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay, okay. Um, let's talk about ratings. Yes, let's. I, I feel like I've led up to mine enough that I should probably just get it over. Okay. So I'm going to break this film down into component pieces, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to rate each one individually. But I'll say if each one is good or bad. Acting, for the most part, is good. Side characters, not so good. The dad is kind of stifled in places. And the older brother, it makes sense that he's not so great because he is in Brink. So it only makes sense. Mm-hmm. That is a gay couple's engagement. It sure is, it. isn't it? <laughs> Um, sorry, I said another one. Another brief just, picture. Oh, they're so um, good. But yeah, um, I'm sorry to distract you. I thought you. for a second that the that the other kid was holding him under the. Arm. I did too, and so I was so I excited. I was like, just, "Oh, yeah. that's quite the picture." They're holding hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so, but Frankie Muniz obviously is great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Frankie Muniz. You're getting from him exactly what you want. It's, it's early Frankie Muniz, so it's not super good. But like, he's not bad. By any means. Yeah, but he's he's still good. You can see how he becomes the actor he is by, like, Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, dad's kind of take it or leave it. Older brother's kind of take it or leave it. Mom's kind of take it or leave it. Mom has a lot of lines in the first half and then none in, like, the second half at all. Right, she's mostly just cheers. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, male bonding stuff, I guess, is what it's meant to be in sexist but whatever um oh david oh my god we completely forgot to mention yeah yeah david the strawberry scented lotion joke oh no okay this factors into my rating oh we forgot to mention that there is a scene prior so after justin is concerned about the fact that his brother keeps going to the doctor he is looking for a um like uh, planner or like a date book or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Even a calendar, something. Find, yeah, like a calendar, anything to find out where his brother's going. So he's going through his mother's drawers. Mm-hmm. And we know it's his mother's because there's like bras and stuff in there. And one of the things he pulls out is strawberry. F- is it scented? Scented. Or flavored. Scented. Mas- it was either scented or flavored. One of the two. I want to think it was flavored, but I'm pretty sure it was I scented. I think it was scented. Massage oil. Uh-huh. And he goes, I don't even want to know what this is for. And Freeman and I slam the pause button mm-hmm. and go, did this movie just make this joke? And then, as if that joke wasn't then, bad enough. Later in the film, they go, <sighs> well, we're we're alone tonight. And we're normally not alone tonight, so do you want to wink, wink, nudge, nudge? And then they don't. And she's like, uh, I can't, I have to work. But comedy comes in threes because they have to make the joke the third time. And after the yeah. second family court scene, not during the f- actual, like, court bit but afterwards after like they pack up for dinner and everything like that um 
the mom says, you know, I have a hankering for strawberries, and the dad gets all excited and follows her out of the room. And the brother goes, what? Uh Uh-huh. And Justin just says, you don't want to know. And Freeman and I... It was just... (sighs) It wasn't a good joke. No! It was a bad joke. And it's something I never expected from a Disney Channel movie. Absolutely not. It feels so much like a proto-Malcolm in the Middle. It does. So much like a proto-Malcolm in the Middle. Um, that actually, no, no, that does factor into my review, because that's a good bit, mm-hmm. but not, not for, for this. this Absolutely not for this. There's a lot of things here that make me go, this is an interesting choice, but it's not a Disney Channel original movie. It shouldn't be in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. It is the scene where, um, Justin and Vic are in the car, the Ferrari, He's like, oh yeah, my daughter died in a swimming accident. Right before finals. And then my wife died a year later from a broken heart. And I wanted to die too, but I didn't have the courage. Mm -hmm. So I lived instead. So saying, I didn't have the courage to kill myself. And then you came around and now you're making that decision easier for me to not kill myself. Yeah, exactly. And that was like this a little deep, and then the yeah, that was a little much for a Disney little heavy there, movie. yeah, yeah. And then all the god stuff, mm-hmm. so much god mm-hmm. stuff in this film. Um, and I, I to some degree, I get it, right? Um, the family in real life were Mennonites. Presumably, they still are. I don't know, but. They at least were at the time of this film being made. And Mennonites like to give a lot of credit to God for stuff. Mm -hmm. But this is a Disney Channel original movie. If one of the things you want to promote is like unity and togetherness and caring about your fellow person, why do you make God in your film, a white as heck race car driver. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't need to be in this film. I, I it's a little overboard. It's a little weird. It, it'll be one thing if it was a "Hello, God, it's me, Margaret" mm-hmm. sort of deal, where he's talking to God, but there is no God in the film. It is because th- that I will accept, right? That's fine. I don't have an issue with people talking to God but when you're like. Bam, by the way, here's God. He's some white dude. Like, here's his interpretation of God. Yep. Um, and God's going to tell him that he works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes you got to burn stuff. a marshmallow. Yeah, and it's it's okay that you're disabled. Um, it's just one of the many challenges I've put in your path, which is never something that anyone wants to hear you tell them. Mm-hmm. That God has a plan, and this is a challenge that God has put before you. Um, no one wants to hear that, I'll tell you right now. So all that kind of lowers the score for me. Um, the acting raises the score. The acting is good, as I said. The plot is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Which I think is super I cool. I have to wonder. It is super cool. But I have to wonder if the true story is not more interesting. Because there's so much of this film that is clearly fictionalized. Mm-hmm. For example, the scene where the brother comes in with um, 
the media and makes them accept that he can use a handbook. Right. From what I saw online, and I did a very small amount of research, so I could be wrong, Justin did that himself. He is the one who petitioned for that. He is the one who made them accept it. It should have been his moment. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they give it to the brother is try to give him some sort of redemption arc to make him a more likable yep. character when he's really just the worst character in the movie. He is. Um, let's see. The plot itself isn't memorable at all. And it moves at a snail's pace until the last half hour of the film. Mm-hmm. As soon as he starts doing soapbox derby races it's great um it's not like i say great it is a fine movie it is absolutely just fine um but everything before that takes so long and then we talked about the ending which is bonkers and doesn't fit the tone Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you right now i hate the sitcom bits where you're like, let me cut to this fantasy thing of something else happening, and then cut back to real life. I can't stand that. I hate it when a real sitcom does it. I hate it when Family Guy does it. It's not a good way to do a joke. It just means you are so lazy and bad at writing comedy that you cannot figure out how to make the situation your characters are in funny, so you have to pretend they're somewhere else to make a joke. And the jokes in this one aren't even good. The only times Freeman and I laugh were at unintentional bits mm-hmm. and uncomfortably laughing at the strawberry-scented massage one. Because, mm-hmm. once again, that shouldn't be in this film. Absolutely not. The acting is fine. It suffers from lazy writing. And it suffers from the fact that the story... Really interesting story... is not an hour-and-a-half story. There... This movie does everything in its power to stretch to an hour and a half, and it doesn't need to be that long. Mm -hmm. And you feel that for most of the movie. Oh, yeah. So, without disrespect to Frankie Muniz, who I think is a fabulous actor, and it's unfortunate um, the health issues that he has had. Without disrespect to the real person that this is based Mm -hmm. on, this movie gets a three. Okay. Okay. It wasn't even fun to riff over for most of the film. And that's... A good film is fun to riff over. A bad film is fun to riff over. Mm -hmm. This film was just... It wasn't even... The bits of it that are bad are so much worse than the bits of it that are good. Mm -hmm. In my opinion. And this is, as I said at the beginning, I think Freeman and I are going to differ here by quite a large margin. Um, because this thing hit every pet peeve for me. Well, so here's the thing with that, David. I don't disagree with you on all of those points. You are right. These are all not the things that make up a good movie. And I'm not saying that this movie is good. I am saying, however, that this movie is enjoyable for me personally. I think this is a fun movie to watch because of how stupid it is. Like, I love the... And I cannot debate that. I love the comedic bits. They're so just ridiculous, and I love that. I wish they had more of them and they continued them throughout the movie, because that would make them better rather than just having them in the first half. I really like the cheesy writing. Like, it's it's so just lazy and just nonchalant, and this is a movie that I can just watch and not have to worry about anything, and that's fine. 
However, would you watch this movie again? For oh, absolutely not. Unless I was going to watch it with you, which you would never watch this movie again. No, I don't want to watch this movie right. again. So no, and and this is I think a perfect example. I don't think we've had a movie like this yet, where it shows off the difference between you and I's feelings on certain mm-hmm. tropes. Because like the thing is, I love all these goofy sitcom, stupid, just really weird comedy choices. I think that. They can be really fun to watch if you're not watching it for any sort of, like, entertainment value from the actual material, and you're just watching it because it's funny because it's bad, you know? Yeah, I... I... And it's not even a thing... I mean, I'm not like, how dare anyone enjoy this film? Mm -hmm. I understand why you enjoy Mm -hmm. it. I I do. It's just that I don't. Right. Because we we watch the same film. Mm -hmm. We agree on all the points. Oh, 100%. About this film, we just disagree if it makes it an unenjoyable film or not. Right. Which is a perfectly fair distinction. It's just, you know, that's just how this is how it goes. We've had so many films that are just unbelievably bad, mm-hmm. or enjoyable to watch but unacceptably mm-hmm. bad, or are Johnny Tsunami, mm-hmm. which is an all-time masterpiece, or are just, or are just average. And we agree on all those. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, honestly, I'm surprised we haven't disagreed. I, I know. don't even know what you're rating it yet. Um, but I'm surprised we haven't disagreed sooner. Which is really something to be said about how bad some of those bad films oh, are. Oh, yeah. So, here's the thing about this film for me, though. Yeah. Is, with my own like personal rating of what I like in a movie this film would get much higher than the score I'm about to give it. However, the thing is, I'm not rating these based on what I would enjoy as a movie. I'm rating these based on how good of a movie they are. You know? Mm-hmm. So for me personally, this movie gets a 4.5 out of 10. Because it's not okay. as bad as some of these other movies that we've watched, like Brink or like Can of Worms. It has some redeemable qualities to it. Again, like you said, Frankie Muniz does a great job. He's actually a really good actor. It is a shame that all of these health problems have happened to him because he's really good at what he does. And I think the plot is fine for what it is. It definitely needs some reworking. This script could have gone through a couple more drafts to get it better to where it was. And some of those jokes don't land or don't fit. And the bits are a little weird, but for what it is, it's not that bad of a movie. For my own personal taste, I would give this one like a seven out of ten because, like, I could be very. I thought you were going to give it a seven. Oh out of 10, no, 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 actually, no, no, no! no. Like my own personal rating, yes. But as far as this podcast goes, and like actually rating these movies based on how good of a movie they are, absolutely not a seven out of ten. Yeah, and I, I, that is actually a much lower rating than I thought you were going to give it. As I just mm-hmm. said, we're a lot closer than I thought we were going to be on mm-hmm. it. And I think that the reason, I don't think it's even so incompetent as a film. I think it is more competent than the other things than the three camp. Right. It's just that the things to me mm-hmm. that are offensive about this film are just so, just too, so much. Yeah, right. That I wouldn't feel comfortable showing this film to a child. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't either. It's um, it's very... And and granted, I, I will say, and I'm sorry to cut you no, off, you're good. I want to be clear about this, that... One, I do not disparage anyone for having religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And secondly, the offensive things in this film 
are actually not about him being in a wheelchair. That is handled very delicate. right, which is that good. Is handled very well. Um, and again, this is but, this is um, the opinion from two able-bodied people. So if this is something that is not handled yeah. super well, let us know. I'd like to hear your inputs yeah. on this. Yeah, I, there was. A, <laughs> let let me clarify then. For a Disney Channel film mm-hmm. that we have seen so far, where these things are not treated with any sort of respect Mm -hmm. this is a refreshing difference where it is treated with some a modicum of respect Mm -hmm. but if you feel differently one totally valid Mm -hmm. and two let us know because we are willing to listen to other points right so that gets us to an average of 3.75 out of 10 between you and me that's honestly extremely fair for this. I film. think that's about right. This film, it didn't even, uh, it didn't even make me angry to watch. It just, my head kind of hurts, and I should probably go to the emergency room. <laughs> uh, this doesn't. Okay, where does this fit into our cinematic universe? <sighs> I I really don't know because it's so nondescript. There's not really anything crazy that happens that we can kind of like specifically know exactly where yeah. this goes, you know? There is nothing crazy in this film besides, right, his fantasies. Mm-hmm. And if we include the all his conversations with God as part of his fantasies, that God is not literally speaking to him, but that he is imagining from his belief in God what God would say and be like in that situation, Mm -hmm. and that it's not literally God. This movie fits in with the other real-world movies. Right. Um, In theory, this fits in with, like, your horse sense where it's not clearly magical. Um, Though we've... Though... Watch our listen to our episode on Horse Sense where we link Horse Sense and Halloween Town, mm-hmm. um, which means that this would be in the same world as Halloween Town. Which I feel like that's understandable because Halloween Town does have the well, real world, yeah. you know. Yeah, because I mean, basically, this fits in fine. You could put this in with um, Brink in its own in a film world, mm-hmm. but if Johnny Tsunami is real in our time, which I hope so. In our in our cinematic universe, Johnny Tsunami is something that happens in this quote unquote real cinematic universe, and that Johnny Tsunami is just a side story that is happening that doesn't have any of the Halloween Town stuff happening, which is really our main thread, I think, for our cinematic universe is Halloween Town and monsters mm-hmm. and super powered individuals. Because it's a good way to get all of that into its own conglomerated area. Yeah. That this can just be another side story in the same vein as Johnny Tsunami. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason that wouldn't be. I don't see why not either, because nothing too outlandish happens here, so we don't really need to find any sort of niche place to stick it to make it make sense with Halloween Town and everything. It's, it's just, it takes place in an average day. Like, it's not anything crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This is what um, Don't Look Under the Bed looks like every day that there's not an imaginary front hanging mm-hmm. around. This is, um, this is up, up, and away without imaginary... the crises. <laughs> yeah, this is one imaginary friend away from... Oh my god, Freeman. Do you... Do you think Up, Up, and Away was supposed to be a film about disability? 
Oh god, it totally was. was up up and away was up up and away the lost episode, right? Yeah. Oh, it totally was. Because there's the one kid that doesn't have superpowers in that family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Up up and away is related to Halloween Town, by the yeah. way. I forget if we said We that. did. I know we mentioned that. We yeah, did. you're right. They're, it totally was. Monsters. Um, and it was so poorly done that we didn't even notice until, uh, let's see, one, two, three, no, four wait, episodes sorry, later? No, wait, sorry, I said they weren't, sorry, I said they, they're not related to Halloween Town is what we landed on, that they're comic book characters. Right. That's what we landed on, sorry. That they are also fictional characters that exist within the universe where Halloween Town characters are real. Anyways, but yeah, no, that's four episodes later, we just now realized that that's supposed to be about disability because it was that Well, because this film done. is so much better uh-huh. than that doing it. Um, which is not praise on this Mm-mm. film. But it's more of a disrespect on Up, Up, and Away. Oh, yes. Well. Let's wrap this up for you. Yeah, I was about to say, I think to say, I think we're pretty much done here. I think that sums everything up. Yeah, I see the, I see the producer in the corner, which is me, um, Chloe, yeah, like, uh, standing in my corner, uh, waving his finger in a circle. Oh, of course. I'm going to wrap it up. Um, so, this has been Unoriginals. Mm-hmm. A journey through the Disney Channel original movies with Zach and David. Could we have a longer title? If you wish to... We could. Do you want one? No, I'm okay. Alright. If you want to follow us on social media, the best way to do that is at UnoriginalsCast on Twitter. Mm -hmm. That's our handle on there. We don't have a Facebook group. We don't have anything like that. We just have at UnoriginalsCast on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It follows me. It follows Zach. So if you want to find us, I that'd be kind of that'd be a little bit weird. But like, live your life. But I guess live your life. If you want to follow everything I do, that's fine too. We don't really tweet about much, mm-hmm. but um, we really don't tweet about Disney Channel original movies either. And anything that's relevant to this podcast, the unoriginal cast account will retweet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good way to keep track of when our new episodes are launching. It's a good uh, it's a good way to keep track of just some fun goofs and gaffs mm-hmm. that we're making. Um, it is a good way to keep track, of, I believe, a way that you can rate all the films alongside mm-hmm. us. Um, I just recently spent the time to make us a list on Letterboxd of all of the films that we have watched and all the ones that we are going to watch, as far as we're aware. So if you have a Letterboxd, if you don't have a Letterboxd, you can see where we're going, and you can rate those films alongside us if you'd like. Yeah. Um, we forgot to do check our mailbox for this week. So if you sent, us I just mail, checked it. Uh, nothing there, but that's okay. okay. Uh, if well, you'd like to send us again, mail, we are, you can send right? us mail at unoriginals98 at gmail.com. I said it last episode. I'll say it again until we get to do this segment. We want to do a mailbag segment mm-hmm. where we answer your questions. We will answer your questions. We will do mm-hmm. that. Be they about Disney Channel original movies. Be they about our timeline. Be they about movies in general. Mm-hmm. Be they about Disney in general. Whatever you want to ask Be they about us. anything. Yeah. Keep it appropriate. Mm-hmm. But other than that, go ahead and ask away. We'd be happy to answer your questions. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you to Twin Music Home mm-hmm. for our opening sting. Um... I think that's everything. Let me see. What else? No, that's not everything, because I would like everyone to please rate us mm-hmm. five stars on Apple Podcasts if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us, you know, whatever good rating you wish to do so mm-hmm. on 
um, whatever podcast app you listen to us to, if it has a rating system, I know not all of them do. And if you leave us a rating, please, 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 please leave us a comment. Why? It's not for me. It's not for Freeman. We appreciate it. We read those comments mm-hmm. We when we see them. You're welcome to tweet at us that you rated us five stars. Someone did that today. And we appreciate mm-hmm. it. But please leave a comment. Why? Because it says to our overlord, our overlords in the podcasting industry that people are engaging with us. People like us. They're talking to us. That we actually have a following. It means that I can buy a better microphone. <laughs> it means that we can start getting sponsors and figure out how that works. It means we can set up a Patreon. Mm-hmm. It means that we can maybe get onto a bigger podcasting network that will cover some of the stuff for us and distribute us more efficiently. It means that we might be able to start putting out episodes every week. It means so many awesome things. And it's okay if you don't. Or if you already have, you've done your part, and thank you for doing so. Um, But it gives us those opportunities if you like this podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm going to say on that. I'm going to harp on it every episode. And if you've already done it, thank you again. But, you know, it's like on YouTube, you got to hit that play, you got to hit that subscribe button and the bell. <laughs> got to hit the, the like button, it's everything. How we, uh, it's, it's how we um, continue to get to new people. Mm-hmm. And it's how we continue to make our podcast better. And one of the things I didn't mention was hire an actual editor who knows what they're doing. Yeah, probably a good idea eventually. As opposed to just me editing it every um, Sunday night um, at nine o'clock tired but it still works and wanting to go to sleep oh i do a fine job Mm -hmm. but i'd love for someone better to do it who's not oh yeah and also i'd like to pay that person Mm -hmm. that would be the best all that comes with all the other stuff that we're talking about but done with that freeman Mm -hmm. what movie are we watching next next time time we're going to watching stepsister from planet weird oh boy Mm -hmm. Let's see. Let me Can't let me wait. see if I can look up a tagline for us. All right, please do. Planet weird. Um, Most stepsisters are weird, but this one's out of this world. Honestly, that's probably it. It's probably pretty close. Doesn't have like a little tagline. Um, Megan's well. world is turned upside down when she hears her calm life with her little brother and single mum is about to change. Oh, please be British. She hears she's soon to have a stepfather and a stepsister. Megan thinks they're a bit weird, but is determined to stop the wedding. She discovers they're actually even stranger than she thought. They're from another planet. Whoa! My name is David. My name is Zach. Thank you. Thank you. For listening. We'll see you next time. Appreciate it. See you next time. Bye. Bye.